Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. Amen. All right. So, uh, our, our message is entitled, Hello, Holy Spirit, and our series theme is about developing a relationship with Holy Spirit. Today is lesson one, and in lesson one, we're going to, our title, our title is, Who is Holy Spirit? Now, if you notice, whenever I say Holy Spirit, I never say the Holy Spirit. I say Holy Spirit, because that's, that's, that's his name. That, 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 that's his name. That's what identifies him. So I don't say the Holy Spirit. I say Holy Spirit. Amen? So look at John chapter 14, verses 25 and 26 we'll use as a foundational text for today. John chapter 14, verse 25, 26. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, let me get there. I forgot we, we had a little. Okay, 14. Did I say 14? 25 and 26. Listen at the scripture. I am telling you these things. Well, that's New Living Translation. Hold up. Let me get to the King James. All right. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. This is Jesus speaking. Look what he says in verse 26. But the comforter, which is Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Amen. Now, faith may be the most important message to the believer but cultivating a relationship with Holy Spirit is the most important thing to the believer. Your parents, your spouse, your children, your purpose are not the most important relationships for your life. Listen carefully. The most important, the single most important relationship in your life is your relationship with Holy Spirit. A relationship now with Holy Spirit can be developed and that relationship can grow. As a matter of fact, that relationship should grow. Now, why do we need to know Holy Spirit? Well, throughout the body of Christ, there happens to be two major problems when we talk about our needing to know Holy Spirit. Number one, we have been ignorant of him. And then number two, we've ignored him. Let me explain. We, we've been ignorant of him. See, you can be brilliant and intelligent and know nothing about Holy Spirit. Amen. Acts chapter 19, Paul uh, was there in Ephesus and he ran up on some disciples there. And in verse 2, it's amazing, he said unto them, have ye received, he's talking to disciples, supposedly disciplined ones. And he said unto them, have you received Holy Spirit, or Holy Ghost, since ye believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether they be any Holy Ghost. See, it's, it's, it's possible to have many degrees, yet be inexperienced when it comes to Holy Spirit. <laughs> Ignorance deals with a lack of knowledge and a lack of information. 
So when I say we're ignorant about Holy Spirit, I'm saying we lack knowledge of Holy Spirit and we lack information of Holy Spirit. And when you lack knowledge and information of a thing, then you lack experience and by virtue of experience, you would then lack demonstration. Are you listening? And so many biblical references have distorted our view of who he is and made him, Holy Spirit, to be mystical to us. And then now, secondly, we've, we, we've ignored him. Now, I'm going to get rid of every message. Now, I'll, I'll unpack about the mystical part. We just un unpack it. So right now, just sit your mind where I am right now with this message because I promise you, as we unpack him, you're going to know him. You will not be ignorant of who Holy Spirit is. Amen? So don't allow your mind to run off and ask other questions. Right now, go with what I'm teaching you right now. Amen? So uh, uh, secondly, second major problem is we've ignored him. Now, what do I mean when I say that? Well, we've ignored him in our decision-making. We've ignored him in our prayer time. We've ignored him with our relationship with God. <laughs> and, and, and this ignoring has led to a lot of failure and setback, even delayed results. And, and, and because we've had delayed results, we say, well, maybe God's still trying to work something out of you. That's possible. But we can't lump all delayed results as if God is still doing something. Maybe we're ignorant of Holy Spirit's leading and we didn't know that he told us to, to turn left and we passed the turn and now the GPS system has to reset because of our missing. Because the GPS was saying turn left, but if we didn't know that was Holy Spirit guiding our lives, then we missed the turn and then possibly missed the U-turn. So then now we got a whole recalibration that has to take place to get us back to where he initially wanted us because we were ignorant that he was supposed to be the one guiding our lives and not we ourselves. See, Jesus' first sermon was about Holy Spirit. Let me show you how important he is. Peter's sermon, first sermon was about Holy Spirit. Remember he got filled with Holy Ghost? People praying in tongues, he come up out the spirit and say, these men are not drunk as ye suppose. It ain't even time to start drinking yet. When it's about, not about the third hour, meaning you, you don't drink this time of day. But this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. That this promise was going to be poured out upon your sons and daughters and they were prophesying. Old men would dream dreams and young men would see visions. Now watch this. The church did not start without Holy Spirit. So what is the church doing without Holy Spirit if the church didn't start with, matter of fact, it was Holy Spirit that commissioned the church in the earth. Watch this. The disciples did no evangelism without Holy Spirit. He said, wait, go to Jerusalem and wait till you be endued with power. They did no evangelistic work until Holy Spirit came back in them. They did, they did work, they did witnessing while Holy Spirit was with them. That was Jesus. But Jesus said, when I go, don't witness without me, Holy Spirit. Wait till I get back because if you try to witness with me, your witness is going to be off because you need the witnesser in order to witness right. Are you listening? 
Luke chapter 24, verse 49, there it is. It says, and behold, Jesus talking to his apostles, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Don't do nothing for me without my spirit. Oh, praise the Lord. And so because of being ignorant of him and him being ignored, it has led to three major problems. Here it is. Number one, it has led to corporately we have settled for living normal lives. Come on, say normal lives. By normal, I mean ordinary, common, no different than the world. And now the new message is coming out. It's, it's, it's all wrapped in clothing, just being human. Don't let nobody tell you you're not I'm a new creature. Let's talk about that. I'm a new creature. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm a new creature. I'm not just human. I'm a new creature. You can't leave everything on the side of human. You a new creature. I don't know where this teaching coming from, man. Holy Spirit leads us out of normality into a supernatural life. I know what it is. People, people even in the pulpit, they got comfortable and like they sin, so they don't want to change. So if I can find a way to insert that human component. Woo! Number two. That ain't my message. Number two. Number two. We have operated because of, we, because of our ignorance of Holy Spirit and because we've ignored Holy Spirit, the third major problem is we've operated in our own strength and abilities and only manifest human-sized results. Only human, come on, say human-sized results. In other words, we're seeing from the church things that anybody can do. And if that's all we're doing, why are we meeting on Sundays? Why, why are we coming here doing all this just to go out and only produce human-sized results? We're supposed to be doing stuff that just blow folks' mind. We're supposed to be doing stuff that make other folk want to be a part of this. Hallelujah. Number three, number three, another problem is the world is not taking notice of the body of Christ, the local church. Even folks in the church don't want to do church no more. Because I remember back in the day you passed by the church, everybody turned their radio on. Everybody turn their radio down. I remember mean, used to walk past a man of God. Everybody get quiet for a minute. But now they walk past a man of God and chew their gum and say, well, he a man too. Because we're only producing human-sized results. See, the world does not look to the church for answers anymore. You look in the Bible, even, even the wicked king had a priest on the side that he went and talked to. He said, man, I got to get some real spiritual advice about this. I may not like his answer all the time, but hey, hey, I, uh, even Nebuchadnezzar was smart enough to know that I can't reign as a king until you get me three, three of these Hebrew boys. And watch this. He didn't say, just find me saved, folks. He said, I want you to get certain of the children of Israel. I, I just don't want those that say because they just act like the world, folks. I want certain ones who have dedicated their lives. To God and then he gave requirements of what to look for in them certain folks. They need to be wise. They just don't, you know, they still, after coming to him as they are, they not still staying as they are. He said they need to look good. They got to keep themselves. Look to their character and their integrity. Don't listen to them just saying they say. Look for their character and their integrity too. They need to be teachable. Even a wicked king was looking for saved folk. 
and found three boys, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. We call them Shadrach, Meshach, and uh, isn't that something? Nebuchadnezzar changed their name, and we still identify them by pagan gods' names. The church won't even give them their real names back. The church won't even give them. We still call them by their pagan names. We won't even give them their real names back. We say what Neb said. And Neb changed their names to pagan gods' names, so every time they did a work of the Lord, the pagan god would get the credit. We say Daniel. Why we don't say Belshazzar? We gave Daniel his name back, but then get the other three boys they name back too. Amen. Just a little personal endeavor. Sorry. See, the world does not look to the church for answers. The world don't even pay the church any attention. And I know your religious thought would say, "But well, they don't support." No, 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 no. That ain't the way God set it up. The world paid Jesus' attention. The world paid the disciples' attention. No, I don't know who taught you that. See, when we're ignorant of the word, we will, we will, we will always find a way to fabricate it to make us eat, take ease in Zion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just relax and don't feel we have no responsibility. Watch this. During the Bible days, people fought to get to the apostles and Jesus. Remember Jesus was preaching at that house, brother? Agnew, it was so packed. They brought that man paralyzed. And they couldn't find no way to get in. They say, forget this. We don't know the last time this brother coming here. Get up on the roof and tear the roof off the sucker. Tear the roof off the sucker. Tear the roof off the sucker. <laughs> they had to get to Jesus. You hear me? We talking about we be in church too long. There was a man in the tree. The Bible says Paul was preaching for hours. The man was sitting there, fell asleep. Paul went and laid hands on him and kept on preaching. During Bible days, listen carefully, during Bible days because of Holy Spirit, cities, systems, communities were turned upside down. If you read Acts chapter 17, there at verse 6, when they went to uh, 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 was with Jason, Joseph's house looking for the disciples, they couldn't find him. And he was like, what y'all at my house for? He said, we're looking for these people who have turned the world upside down. But really it wasn't upside down. They really took the world and turned it right side up because when Adam sinned, he the one turned the world upside down. But we've been given the ministry of reconciliation to turn the world back right side up. But it takes Holy Spirit to do it. Oh my God, boy. Something about when you start talking about Holy Spirit, if you don't feel nothing, ah, my God from heaven. See, we've got to become acquainted with Holy Spirit. And I'm sorry to my young church that, that all you saw was the biting of the back of the chairs and, and the jumping and, you know, and the jerking. And you thought that was so. It's more than that. You'll get that on next week. I know they talk about the wind and I can, I can feel him and the experience. See, they, they, we're ignorant of him. That word acquainted means having personal knowledge as a result of study and experience. I've read books on marriage. I've listened to CDs on marriage. But it wasn't until I spent time with Mashonda that I began to know about Mashonda, right? So there are some things that you gain a greater knowledge of from having experience with. And so it's from experience with my wife. Watch this, that I've attained a relation knowledge of my wife. Come on, say a relation knowledge. 
We need a relation knowledge of Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Here's my first point. Holy Spirit is God. Holy Spirit is God. Now, you know, I'm all right. Y'all tune in. I've matured so much. Y'all tune in. Y'all listening to me. I'm glad. I don't need your response. But listen, as a good teacher in the body of Christ, I'm giving you my notes. And, and, and I think, I'm not sure, but I'll, I'll check with Rachel. You're, you're, you're probably going to get my exhaustive notes. So, you know, sometimes my notes, I have 10 scriptures for one point. So you're, getting, you, 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 you're going to get those exhaustive, not the notes we give to the production team, because they, they know I can't use all those scriptures. But when I study something out, I, I just about find everything. I'm going to the blank page to see if God put something over there. And so you have the opportunity to really in your own personal time sit down, man, and go even deeper with this study. I'm leaving myself blameless before you that if you don't get it, the bottom line is you just don't want it. You just don't want it. Holy Spirit is God. Say that. Acts chapter 5, verse 1 through 4, New Living Translation, it says, But there was a certain man named Ananias who with his wife Sapphira sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Then Peter said, Ananias, listen carefully, why have you let Satan fill your heart? That's why I take time and ask, tell you during offering time, Talk to Holy Spirit because it could be possibly Satan telling you not to give all that. Hmm. Why does Satan fill your heart? You lied to Holy Spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property, listen what he says, was yours to sell or not sell as you wished. And after selling it, the money was all yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. Everyone who heard about this was terrified. You're not going to die now. You're not going to die. <laughs> but hear this note. Notice in verse 3, Peter says that you lied to Holy Spirit. But then in verse 4, he identifies Holy Spirit as God. So Holy Spirit is God. Listen carefully. So let's talk about God. God is omniscient. That word means that God is all-knowing. Come on, say all-knowing. God, a Holy Spirit, knows everything about everything. Listen, even the future. I like to say it like this. Holy Spirit is the one who can see around the corner. You and I can't see around the corner. We can only see up to the corner and predict what's around the corner. But we don't have to live lives predicting. We have the one in us who can see around the corner. And, and watch this. And, and around the corner and up the street on that corner. Are you listening to me? This means that Holy Spirit knows past, present, and future. Now listen to this statement. There are decisions you will make in life and you will make those decisions based on past experiences and what you currently believe and know. 
But Holy Spirit is all-knowing. You see it? You see why we can't be ignorant? Because most of our decisions are going to be based on our past experience of knowing or not knowing. But you have Holy Spirit who knows everything. So we never have to make guess decisions. It's almost possible for believers not to make mistakes. I'm talking about in decisions. If we roll our works upon him, the Bible says, Proverbs 16, commit and trust them wholly unto him. He will cause our thoughts to become agreeable to his will. So shall our plans be established and succeed. Come on, somebody say it's possible. Now watch this, number two, number two, when we talk about God, God is all-powerful. That's the word omnipotent. Some people say omnipotent. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. God, Holy Spirit, listen, has unlimited power. Woo! Come on, lean in right here, man. The Bible says now this Holy Spirit is in you. Well, we talk about Holy Spirit, so you'll know Holy Spirit, and by knowing Holy Spirit, you know what's in you. What's in you has all power. What's in you has unlimited power. Come on, say unlimited power. That's why there's no limit to what you can do because what's in you has unlimited power. If you do it within your own strength, you're limited. But if you go with the power that God put in you, you're unlimited. Now you see why we should not just be producing human efforts. Now you see why that's a shame to God if we only produce human results when there's an unlimited power on the inside of us. We're always supposed to do exceedingly and abundantly. Unlimited, listen, means it doesn't run out and has no end. Come on, say it don't run out. Holy Spirit, he don't run out and he has no end of power listen no challenge no situation no obstacle is too big for Holy Spirit no challenge no situation no obstacle listen carefully is too big for Holy Spirit and if Holy Spirit is in me that then means that no obstacle no situation and no challenge is too big for me. Because I'm not now living life as a new creature in my own strength. And I'm not living life as a new creature in my own effort. And I'm not living life as a new creature in my own power. I'm leaning on the everlasting. I hear that Baptist song now. I understand now, Faith, what they meant when they say leaning. <laughs> leaning. Let me say, we got young folks here. They don't know nothing about that. They don't know nothing about that. They don't know nothing about that leaning. You got to lean. Number three, number three, let's talk about God. God is present in all places. That means he's omnipresent. He's present in all places so God Holy Spirit is everywhere listen at one and the same time so listen to this then with that in mind imagine needing help listen praying for help and not knowing that you have all the help you need 
Remember I said in the top of my thing, we even try to serve God with our Holy Spirit and God didn't set it up that way. So we looking to God for help and don't even know God, watch this, in the new birth experience, God gave help to you. It was, watch this, that it was even help that saved you. Oh, God, that is so good. Because the moment you got saved, Holy Spirit came in your life as the seal of redemption. That means the moment you got saved, you got help. My God from here. Listen. Point number two. Holy Spirit is the third person of the triune God. Now, I ain't fighting. You all are under my teaching. And I ain't mad at no other pastor for what they say. Here at Right Way, I don't teach Trinity. If we sang it in the song, I ain't mad about it because I'm, t- I'm, I'm teaching you to understand what they are really trying to say when they say that. I'm going to stand right here and tell you by example that you're looking at Trinity right now with me. And you don't see three people. You see one person. But I am triune in nature. Trinity teaches three separate but a one. He's triune. He's one person and his character is in three. He's not three separate people. Right now, I'm a, I'm, I could be a Trinity if you will, but I'm triune. I am a father because to Marie and Gabe, Marie, Kathy Marie Moore and Gabriel Dave, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a son to Kathy Marie Moore and Gabriel Davis. In this same body with this same name, I'm also a father to Darius, Kirsten, Kyra, and Kennedy. And in this same body with this same name, Vincent, by spirit, I'm a pastor. Notice I didn't have to move nowhere. I'm the same person. I was just what I needed to be, where I needed to be, when I needed to be. So he's triune. Ain't knocking nobody if they teach that. I'm just telling you what we teach over here. If I go in an environment and they say Trinity, I ain't mad. I understand what they're what they trying to get at. But if I do see the word triune in Scripture. I don't see the word Trinity. Jesus said me and the Father are one. First Timothy chapter 6, chapter 3, verse 16 says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, for God was manifest in the flesh. Mm-hmm. If you go to Revelation chapter 1, look at verse 8. And verse 15, they are red letter Bibles. The one that was sitting on the throne said, I'm Alpha and Omega. Well, it was Jesus sitting up there. Jesus said, I'm the Alpha and I'm the, I'm God. Now, God in a body couldn't come in all of us. So that's why God in a body speaking as a son himself on a lower level said, I got to go. I got to get out of this body because a spirit, this Holy Spirit was not supposed to be bodiless in the earth. So if I go, I can send it in bodies. So now it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, a Holy Spirit now in you. Are you listening to me? Praise the Lord. 
And so watch this, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. Look what the text say. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. This, this going to seem quite confusing when you read this, but we'll, we'll lay it out throughout the whole thing. Verse 16 to 17, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. Holy Spirit is not a dove. It said like a dove. Right, right, and I'll get that in another minute. He's not wind. These are, these are references that are given to him. Wind, fire, and dove. He's not wind. He's not fire. He's not dove. He's not water. God, y'all want me to, what time I got? Okay, what? Doves, doves, doves are, aren't, 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 aren't noise-inviting animals. They're peaceable. He's not water. Water washes and cleanses. So when it talks about water, it's saying he's a spirit that will wash and cleanse you. Fire. Fire is a purifier. So when it gives reference to Holy Spirit as being fire, it's just saying he'll purify. He'll burn up all the contaminants. He'll rid your life of sin and iniquity and transgressions. He's not wind. He's not a He's not, it says, Jesus said, when he, so Holy Spirit is a person. It says, when he, he's not when, what do you mean when he's when? Well, no man knoweth, you feel when, but you don't even know which way it's blowing. You don't, but watch this, a good sailor can, can find the direction of the wind and pitch his sail and let the wind take him to where he wants to go so his trap watch this so with Holy Spirit he takes the stress out the travel it's a reference Sister Agnew it's not who he is he ain't and you'd be like that was the Spirit no that wasn't Holy Spirit that was their experience with Holy Spirit. Because some people have a, a, an experience with Holy Spirit. And they sit there and they just cry. Some people sit there and they don't say nothing. They just like, he just read all my mail to just me. And I wonder if anybody else heard him talking. So everybody experience will be different. But you can't make the person experience Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. We mess a whole church up. Now, son, you know if my experience make me do this, it's all right. Let's get back over here. Listen at this. The Father, the Son, Jesus, and Holy Spirit are one. Number two, the Father, Son, Jesus, and Holy Spirit are one. Listen, they're one in purpose, they're one in aims, and they're one in goals. That's 1 John 5 and 7. There's not going to be one thing God will do, another thing Jesus will do, and another thing Holy Spirit will do. If they do differently, they are not one. So get away from these people talking about, I, I felt like God was telling me. So no, notice who they're skipping over. They skip over Jesus and Holy Spirit and go try to go straight to God. No, the three are one. You, listen, if you talk bad to Vincent, you talk bad to the Father Vincent, the Son Vincent, and the Pastor Vincent. Amen. And while I'm up here speaking to you in the office of a pastor, I don't, it, it, it's, I am still at the same time a father and a son. 
You just don't need them. You don't need them. You need the Holy Spirit side of me, which is the pastoring side of me right now. Holy Spirit is a distinct person just as Father and Son are distinct persons. Each member of them have individual listen characteristics and roles that set them apart, though. See, God the Father planned man's redemption. He's the creator. He's sovereign. God the Son, Jesus, carried out the Father's plan. He is God in the earth. Listen carefully. Well, let's put them in their proper place. If, if you would go over and read um, Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter, chapter 2, it's very beautiful because in Genesis chapter 1, God is creating faith, and it says God, Elohim, right? The one God. And there are many Elohims. There's only one Elohim. Elohim is the title for gods. There are many Elohims. There's only one Elohim, true and living God. So watch this now. And so when you're reading in chapter 1, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Earth is that form of all. Darkness on the pace of feast. Then God creates, 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 creates. And then when you get to chapter 2, watch this. The total language of the scripture changes because now God is doing his work in the thing. Outside of the thing, it's Elohim creating. But when now God has to step inside of the thing to do the work, he always has to do it in his body. And if you read the scripture, it says, and the Lord God. Why? Because he's now in the earth. And as the body without the spirit is dead, that's why, that's why when he was in the fire, Nebuchadnezzar said, did we not throw three in the fire? They say, yeah. They say, well, it's a fourth one in there. And he looked like he's the son of God. So here's God in the fire with the three Hebrew boys. And in the fire with the three Hebrew boys, it wasn't his spirit moving around. It was a body. It was a body. Because God said that if anything is going to, if a spirit is going to be in the earth, active in the earth, it has to be in a body. You say, well, demons are in a body. Yes, they are. We call it possession. They are possessed, which means they took over a body. Now, listen carefully. God, Holy Spirit, reveals the work of Jesus and makes redemption a reality in the heart of the believer. That's God in man. So Holy Spirit is God in man. Jesus is God in the earth. God is the, when we say God, we're talking about him as the supreme being. Do y'all understand that now? Now, listen, here's a point. Holy Spirit is the only member of God's triune in the earth now. The only member. And he's in the earth in us. He's in the earth in us. So any change that's going to happen in the earth, God is going to do it, but he has to first do it in the place of what he's in. Are you listening to me? Are you, now, now, I'm going to drop, I'm going to say something heavy. 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 Y'all might not like it because there's a lot of it going on. That's why I believe the church is doing too much praying. 
You can't do too much praying. Yes, you can. You can pray past the work that you need to do and make the work prayer. And the work is not prayer. The work is activation after you prayed and the Holy Spirit has spoken. But because there is no work, we think we just going to keep come praying. Watch this. And we make God do the work. He say, no, my work was done on the cross to get spirit back in you. And then if I can make you tired enough, you'll go out. See, because you ain't, you'll move until you're tired. You'll move until you're tired. You'll move until you're tired. I didn't say we weren't supposed to pray. See, people hear that and just run with that. No, that's not what I'm saying, but you need to pray and move. You need to be praying and moving. You need to be praying to hear what he want to do and move. And the church ain't moving. We ain't moving. We're building towers of babbles again. Let us make us a tower. Let's just stay together. We're supposed to be moving. Go ye into all the world. Go ye into all nations. Go into those systems and flip those systems around and, and, and let those systems mimic the kingdom of God. Don't just be praying that God will go into them. He will when you do because he's in you. Mark chapter 16, look quickly. Mark, Mark chapter 16, verse 19 through 20. Let's, let's, let's look at this in text then since y'all don't believe me. I know some stuff I be saying, that boy be sounding crazy right there. But it, he, I can tell he telling the truth though. I can tell he telling the truth. You notice how all these prayer ministers pop up? They just popping up all over. Pop, 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 pop. They just popping up all over the prayer. Because the church need to come back to prayer. The church need to be mobilized. Out of prayer, Pastor John, is supposed to be mobilization. Not me just keep on meeting you every, every night for prayer. When, when are we going to have some mobilization? Quiet. That's all right. You ain't got to like me. I'm a prayer. I believe in prayer. That ain't what I'm saying. You, you, you need to turn your spiritual ears on when you come up in right way. Mark chapter what, 16, 19 through 20, King James Version. Look what the Bible says. So then after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And, and they did what? They did what? And did what? Preach everywhere. The Lord doing the work. The Lord doing the work. That ain't what the Bible said. Come on, correct me if I ever say the scripture wrong. The Lord working with them, uh-huh, and confirming the word with signs following, amen. So God works with us as Holy Spirit, not apart from us. There are some things that we have to step back, and Holy Spirit has to prick the heart of the person. But we can't make that the absolute of all of our prayers. We got to mobilize. Come on, say, we got to mobilize. And we can't mobilize if we don't go with the mobilizer. Now watch this. Let's, let's get out of here. To look at John chapter 14, 16 through 18 again. John chapter 14, 16 through 18 again. Is this good? Yeah. To, 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 to my, to my uh, I don't know if the word is novice, but to my, my just getting starters. Are, are y'all getting understanding? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Now to my to my to my grown, because you know sometimes we think we've been in church for a long time and we call church attendance for maturity. But just because you've been here for a long time don't mean you may you may you may know religion and you may not know nothing about relationship. 
trying to get us over to relationship. John chapter 14, 16 through 18. Look what the Bible says. Um, verse 16, a little while and ye shall not see me. This is Jesus talking. And again, a little while and ye shall see me because I go to the Father. Then said some of his disciples among themselves, what is this that he saith unto us a little while and ye shall not see me? And again, am I in the right place? No. Oh, no? What did I say? I'm in 16. I'm sorry. Go read, go read over there. That, that, that place right there is talking about. If anybody want to know where suicide is at in the Bible, that's it right there, John 16. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be in 14, right? Yeah. Bible don't talk about suicide right there. Yeah, it was talking right there. Right, right, right there. John 16. Let's go. All right, blah, 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 blah. right there. Okay, uh-huh. Look what the Bible says. And, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Watch this. That he may abide with you, what? Even the whom the world cannot receive because the world can't receive it because it seeth him. The world don't see him. Neither can they know him. But you should know him. I, like, I put should in there. That's, that's, a, that's a pastor, Dr. Vincent Robinson insertion. Because he said, you know him, we should know him. But you know him, for he dwelleth, look, look at this, he dwelleth with you and shall be shall be in you. So, so, so watch this. Three things and we're closing it out. God the Father, here it is, we're done. God the Father is in heaven. God the Father is in heaven. This Leadership Development Bible Institute 101, the simplistics of Holy Spirit. God the Father is in heaven. Watch this. God the Son Jesus is in heaven seated at the Father's right hand in the place of honor. Now, whew, I got a minute and so There are no three seats in heaven. Right hand is a metaphor. When you understand Hebrew language is always pictures. So right hand is the hand of judgment. The sin has been forgiven. He took the body back up to heaven. That's still the same body. When it say right hand, it's saying that, hey, that hand that would judge. Because the right hand is the hand of judgment. It's the hand of authority. It can't judge anymore because the sacrifice is there. So it can't judge sin because the sacrifice is there. It ain't like God ain't up there like this and little Jesus sitting in his hand swinging his feet. Like he's seated at the right hand. Or there's another seat over here and it's God in the middle, Jesus on this side, Holy Spirit on that side. There's one seat in heaven. One seat. The right hand is a metaphor. It's a reference. When you know what the right hand is and you understand what the sacrifice did and that the, right, the sacrifice is at what the hand could do, you understand that God ain't judging in this season. All your prophets. <laughs> notice, notice when they prophesy, they skip over God. They never say Jesus. Isn't that something? Because they can hold to the prophecy if they keep Jesus out. But if they bring Jesus in, they would have to repent and say, I didn't hear God. Because when the, when the apostles wanted to call down fire from heaven, Jesus, the Bible says, looked at them and rebuked them and said, you know not what spirit you are. For the Son of Man, God now in body, came not to destroy man's lives came to save them and if he's not one then the son don't do nothing different than what the father do but if they can prophesy to you around Jesus and Shabbat God Holy Spirit 
is in the earth working. Listen, God is in, the Father's in heaven, the Son seated at the right hand, took that body back, the body back, the body wasn't God, the body was what God got in. The body is what he got in to, to submit for the sin sacrifice. Just like your money is not you, the money is what you have in your pocket. That's, that, that can defend you and set you free if you have a debt. So the body is just what God got in to set us free from our sin debt. But the body wasn't God. It's just the body he got in that was sinless so it could pay for the debt. Are you listening to me? Okay, okay, okay. And so, so the Son is heaven, seated at the Father's right hand in the place of honor. God, Holy Spirit is in the earth working through believers by confirming our preaching of God's word with miracles and signs. And then fourthly, why did Holy Spirit come into the earth? Here's the answer. Thank you so much. Jesus asked the Father to send Holy Spirit to take his place here in the earth. That's why Holy Spirit is in the earth. Because God did not want us to do life without him. And God wanted us to be able to accomplish the same victories that he did when he was in a body. And in order for us to be able to accomplish those same victories that Jesus, that God accomplished when he was in a body in the earth and took on an earthly name, Jesus, Emmanuel, being interpreted God with us, he then had to put in us the same thing that was in that body that allowed him to have victory, and that was his spirit. So now his spirit dwells in us too so that we can have those same victories. Watch this, so that you and I can champion life. Part one, we'll get into part two on next week. Give God a hand clap of praise, hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.